I guess it's supposed to be, but I can't tell because I thought it was just the beginning of the song. And then I looked, and it's like almost a minute in. Okay, so here's my thoughts, though. I want to. No, yeah, I found this song on the way to your house driving. Okay, mm-hmm. and my initial thoughts, I think you'll agree, or most people will agree. It's a, <laughs> what was that? I'm sorry. Do you remember? Of course you do, but do you remember back in the day, like when P Diddy would have those making the band shows? Oh yeah. First sorry. of all, like sorry, how sorry, outdated sorry. is saying get that video phone? Yeah. What is a video <laughs> like, phone? Like they have a flip phone. Yeah. Out from, like, an old what is a video, video phone? I don't know. Like honestly, every phone like, takes that's video. Like, <laughs> that's like a, that's like a video phone sounds to me like the thing that like they said in like the eighties. The like wait until the future the when you have a video that phone. That you get from welfare right now. Take video. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. It's like it's like it, like they might as well just say like get that Jetsons phone. Like you know what I mean? Like. The thing everybody thought was the future, which was going to be a TV with a phone get, attached to you on your wall. Get that Jetsons phone, Ugh. then jump in your flying car. <laughs> yeah. Take this capsule that that's a chicken dinner. Yeah. <laughs> get no. your robot made to do your hair. <laughs> so I was thinking so like, fuck your robot. That isn't a group. What? Hmm? Anyways, that's yeah. not like no, go ahead. a group. I refuse. Like that is like making the band now. That's what it sounds like. You know what I mean? Like I thought. That oh, it's not like da- like Danity Kane. Danity or, uh, Kane or uh, what's the, the new one? I remember what that was has the other that one? horrible swipe left or swipe left commercial that makes me want to blow my brains out. Have you seen that? No. I mean, I saw the tobacco one. That's what I'm talking about. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I don't, that is, is the that worst a real band? I thought that was just a thing they made up. Yeah, they're called Fifth Harmony, and they're all over MTV. <sighs> they're those five. That's girls. the real song. Well, the song was made for the commercial. Okay. okay. But they're a real band with real songs that are not much better. No, they're not. Yes, they are. No, I refuse. Look them up. I'm, I'm <laughs> going right ahead right now. I'm going right now. <laughs> but, uh, Fifth Harmony? Yeah, fi- I believe Fifth Harmony. Uh, Why do I know that? It's a good question. No, you're right. It does. Nine. 59. Just 10 away from the magic number. What What was that? 69? Yeah. Why is that the magic number? It's just a number I like to play in the lottery a lot. You can't just play 69 in the lottery. No, I like to use that. That's like the main like number. Like over I, and over again. No, like you just play no, 69 yeah. well, six no, times. No, no. That's like the main <laughs> number. I, I. That's the first number I mark. Mm-hmm. And then I go to the other one. Okay. The system I have. Did you play the new Powerball this week or whatever? Last week that was like 500 million? No. Did somebody win that? Yeah, like four people. So they split 450 million? Mm-hmm. They got like 109 million a piece. No, I did see that actually. It made yeah. me laugh. And I remember like... God bless this woman because I remember one of the ladies had like lost her job and had kids. She had two jobs and she lost both of them because her kid has cerebral palsy. And that's awesome that she won, but it was only funny to me because this woman won a hundred and nine million dollars, 
And they said, what are you going to do with this money? And she said, I'm going to buy a new car and send my kids back to school. Lady, you can do a fuck yeah. of a lot more you, than that. You can literally do money. like whatever you want. You can buy the school that you'd like right. to go to yeah. and also buy a car dealership and then also still be rich. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, But it was such a humbling answer in a cool way. I was like, well, that's a cool answer. Like, you're going to send your kids back to school and get a car. Right. You just won $109 million. Yeah, I mean, it's really nice. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Right, yeah. It was just fun to me. But, so I was like... Well, yeah, you can do that at the very yeah. least. You're good. It's totally fine. Um, what were you I looking at? This computer's me all fucked up. It's because you have upset. a lot of porn on it. I just don't have any on this. I don't actually. I don't have any porn on any computer I own. Yeah, why you would do. you? Why would you? Yeah, you do. I mean, yeah, there's some. Yeah, I put it there. No, I put it there. No, it's not of me. Well, <laughs> no, not well either. That's not an answer. Well, I mean, it is, but that's fine. If whatever you want to think. So um, um, it's glad to be back. We missed Monday it's, again, it's, so people are probably calling us out. It's glad to be back? Well, because, you know, we like missed a few weeks, and then people called us out on it, and then we're like, we're back every Monday. But this Monday, we had a good excuse. Justin's dog got a bone lodged in his throat. Well, in his ha- bowels. In his bowels, and had to go to the vet immediately, and it was serious. Yeah. So I, that Plus, is, it snowed a lot. And, it was and it's been shitty. a snowstorm around here, yeah. and I think it was a fair enough reason is his dog could have died had he not taken him to the vet. Yeah, so don't be a bunch of selfish dickheads So I think that's time. good enough, and we're here two days later, ready to go. And uh, we have a great guest today. We have Vinny Karuna, who sang in the movie Life, who sings in I Am the Avalanche, and who has been a part of, I mean, he has a great solo record, and he's been a part of... A lot of music, which we'll talk about. So, he's a good guy. I met him at. We'll talk about when I met him because the way I met him is actually a funny story. Because I met him at a festival that was the worst trash festival of all time. I think he'll agree with me. If not, it might get awkward because I'm going to talk a lot of shit about the festival we met at. <laughs> Where was it? Uh, skate and surf in uh, oh, New Jersey. Yeah, which was a piece of shit. Yeah. Um, if he disagrees, I guess it might get awkward. So we'll see if he disagrees. I guess we will. Um, but I don't know what I was going to say. I'm just trying to get this thing to load so it will load. Um, but uh, if we're going to start pop culture, let's talk the obvious. Nothing. What, what is this? Sorry, that's the song that we were looking up. Is this Fifth Harmony? Yeah. Or Danity Kane? Or Take Your Pick of Any of These? This has, uh, I just want you to know, this has 18 million views. Oh, they're really popular. Yeah, it's huge. I mean, it sounds... It's just pussycat dolls. Yeah, it's not even, you know, when I say it's not bad, you know what I mean. It's just, yeah, it's, it's vanilla pop music. Yeah, yeah, like, that's exactly there. what it it's is. Fine, it's catchy. They can sing well. It's auto-tuned. It's, it's got, like, a danceable beat. It is what it is. Yeah. Um... I'd like to take a minute to acknowledge something that I think we should that's kind of serious. Is uh, There's a girl that you guys hear often. Well, there's two girls that you hear often, and that's Lauren and Vanessa. Mm. Um, Lauren couldn't make it today. Um, I texted Vanessa to see if she was going to be here, and she flew out today to Oregon to yeah. meet her friend um, that she met on Xbox Live we talked about last week. Yeah. So rest so, in peace, yeah, Vanessa. Peace. <laughs> go ahead uh, and say. We're sorry. Sorry. Anybody wants to send any flowers yeah, or whatever. Go ahead. I mean, uh, don't because she's not send worth it. Send them to it, P.O. Box 3797 Mile, Ohio, and it'll know. go to me, and I'll smell them, and I'll put them in my house as a memoriam for Vanessa, who's going to die in Oregon mm-hmm. in the next 
48 hours. Yeah, it's totally I'm fine. Supposed to say. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't, I already don't miss her. Um, so. I texted her actually earlier today and said, Oh, am I going to see you at the podcast today? She said, Oh, I actually fly out for Oregon today, dot, dot, dot. And I said, Oh, dot, dot, dot. Well, dot, dot, dot. Have fun. And then put an emoji of a skull. And she said, Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, that's what's, you know, that's what's happening. Yeah, it is. So, and if it's not happening, we're going to find that guy and pay him to kill her. I already did that. That's the whole. Week. Wouldn't it be real fucked? This if, is like a, he did kill whole... her, and then we became accomplices. Oh no! Said yeah. that, and I mean, I was going to say this is whole catfish thing. It was me the whole time. I just want you to know. Uh, but you're here. No, I know. Okay, it was me acting like I was from Portland the whole time. <laughs> so where is she flying to? To Portland, but she's not going to find anybody there. Well, she'll find be, some people. It's just going to be that skull on a door. She'll find. Trust me, she'll find plenty of guys that dress like they're in crass that have dogs. No, no, I mean, yeah, she'll find that. Because, for sure. let me tell you about Portland. You don't have to tell me, but I know about Portland. I know, I, I just Portland. want to talk about Portland for a second. Anybody listening from Portland or loves Portland, don't get me wrong. I think Portland is one of the most beautiful cities in America, bar none. However, some of the people there, and yes, you could say that about any place, but the brazenness of some of the people in Portland, like, they don't ask so much. Like, they do, but I remember is, uh, we went to Voodoo Donuts when we were on tour there. Because mm-hmm. Voodoo Donuts, to me, is one of the few places, like, you know, if you're on tour or you're traveling the country, you always look up all the Food Network places and try them out of curiosity. Yeah. 95% are overrated. Right. They're all still pretty good. Yeah. I don't think Voodoo Donuts is overrated. I really, it's like my favorite donut. Some people disagree. Some people agree. I think it's absolutely delicious, and it's worth the wait to me. So I got a box. I'm sitting there with Boone, our drummer, and we're sitting there eating. And this guy comes up in the summer with, like, three jackets on, um, goggles like he's in Can't Hardly Wait, and a dog. <laughs> yeah. And he just walks to me and goes, can I have a donut? <laughs> and yeah. I just looked at him, and I was like, No. I mean, you certainly I, can, but you can go inside and get I remember one. looking at him, and I was like, no. He's like, come on, man. You just got to help somebody out, man. I'm struggling out here. And I was like, I think you're struggling because it's in the summer, and you have two jackets on. Yeah. You're just as fat as I am. You probably don't need a donut. The you guy was not water. any smaller than me. Right. I don't look starving by any means. No. I'm not humongous. Like, I, right. I'm attractive enough. I could pull in, you know, a little tang, but here or there. <laughs> what I'm saying <laughs> Don't you think I pull a little tang? I don't. I mean, just I don't answer care the, to Justin, speculate. Could you answer the question for me? I don't care to speculate. Speculate. To be honest with you, little tang. Could I pull it in? Um, I sure. Grab I, that sock. I'm about to burst. What? Nothing. Anyway. So, anyways, I told the guy I was like, no, and he was like, man, but that line's all the way around the block, which it was, and I was just like, okay, but I was like, I. I don't live here, and you do, and I only have about a half an hour because I have to go sound check. And then he literally goes, oh, are you in a band? You think you're a rock star or something? All I said was, I only have a half an hour, and I have to go sound check, like, right. which does not come across, I don't believe, as arrogant or as I'm important. It's actually a fact that in a half an hour I have to go sound check. Right. Yeah. I was like, it's not like I said, like, excuse me, uh, Got to go get my guitar ready and uh, get in front of this adoring audience or anything. And actually, I think that show, there was like six people in the crowd. So, I mean, you're an asshole anyway. 
Um, that was the show that we were on tour with the band Citizen, who you know we've had, you know, we've talked to, and they're all younger. Yeah. And that was the show that was mixtapes and Citizen, and the venue booked it at a place that didn't tell anyone, including our booking agents or on the flyers, it was 21 and up. That's idiotic. It's beyond idiotic. They also gave us both a huge guarantee. So the funny oh, thing about well, it was they whatever. gave us $600 a piece. Yeah, fuck them. So know? we get there, and um, Matt Karakis from Citizen, the singer, and at least Nick Ham at the time were under 21. And they literally did that bullshit where they couldn't even bend the rules enough. Where they were like, well, you can only come inside when you have to play. And we were just seriously like, Who gives a is fuck? this a fucking like, joke? So yeah. we called our booking agent. And like, you know, like me and like, enough. like Soupy had no idea. So he called back the place for us even and was like, listen, like no one told us this. This was not part of the agreement. You can't even let the band sit inside. Like the band like is straight edge, like citizen. He's like, they don't even drink. Like no one's going to sneak alcohol or right. anything. Like if anything, we were literally sneaking like voodoo donuts backstage. Literally like we right. had boxes full of it. And like, like we were getting sugar high. And then the guy's just like, that's the way it is. He was a complete dick. And I think there was literally, it was a venue that I would say holds a thousand people. It was like a ballroom type place. Mm. Picture like a Southgate house. I think 12 paid people because there was a line of people under 21 outside. Of course. And they all had to leave. And then we were trying to find like a last minute, like after show to go do like a basement or something, but it just, it didn't end up working out. Right. And the people that were there were really stoked. Like the 12 people knew all the words and bought a lot of merch and it was cool, but it was just like, after that, it was like, we were like, we need to make sure. Yeah. But I mean, it still seems like an important detail they left out. And it's a bigger, bigger city. It's not middle nowhere. It's Portland. Like I love Portland. I, if it wasn't for the people like donut motherfucker guy, I could live in Portland. I wish he would have come to your show. And that's where, uh, I mean, Steve's from, from Fulbright that we talked to, and Ground Control. Which I wish he would have paid to get into your show to come heckle you that you didn't give him a donut for free, and then you could have been like, why don't you just spend that money on donuts? Which is funny, because we actually put a tweet out, and we ended up getting like six free boxes of it, so we had so much there that he could have had so many free donuts if he wasn't an asshole. (laughs) But, uh, no, that's actually, and Portland is also the home of Ground Control which I don't know if you've ever heard of, but it's a barcade. Mm. It's definitely one of the best in the country. So shouts out to Ground Control. I don't know if anyone that works there will be listening to this, but I'm sure there's people in Portland listening. Yeah. And you probably already know about it, but if not, it's like a bar. Then the downstairs is a full arcade with old school and new school games, and the upstairs is literally, I think, over 30 pinball machines. Like, cleaned, completely new. Yeah. Completely amazing. You should go to it, you bunch of pussies. Yeah, every time we play there, we play a venue that's right around the corner. And, like, I literally am the dude that, like, I load my amp in as fa- fast as possible. And Paul, our right. bass player, and I just go around the corner and just sit there for, like, three hours playing video games. Well, yeah, that's what you have to do. I mean, it's so awesome. Um, I don't drink on tour, so I didn't do the barcade part, but Paul indulged. Uh, I mean, barcades are always fun, so it's like. And our friend Jesse's actually opening a barcade in Cincinnati. Yeah. Which is awesome. Which will be cool. Which sucks because there's a place in Columbus also opening, and they're going to try to open before Jesse. Yeah, but the, they already have one in Columbus, so it's not like... But they're opening one here. Di- oh, they're open. Oh. And they're trying to beat Jesse to it. And maybe Who's, they're nice guys, but Jesse's my friend, so my loyalty lies with him, so fuck those Columbus Which one's people. opening here for Columbus? Is it 16-bit? Yep. No. They won't be any competition for Jesse. Because Jesse, like... 
16 bit is more is more of a bar than an arcade. Like okay. they have like well, they usually on, more for arcade. Yeah, they usually on average have about 15 machines and like three pinball machines. And then wow, that's yeah. That's it. Like I mean, you get to play for free, but you have to be like buying stuff. So whatever, it's not like a big deal. It's a okay. Like it's a it's neat. Like 16 bit's cool, and it's something to do for like an hour before you go do something else. But like they don't have nearly enough. Um, like variety and stuff like that to actually, right. you know, hold that up. But like, as far as like Jesse goes, he's really good at curating like his arcade that he already has. So I'm sure it'll be just as good, if not right. better. Which, if you're somebody, that, I mean, I know we do have listeners in Cincinnati, and if you for some reason haven't heard of Arcade Legacy, yeah, you should. That's go. weird, but go there. It's our yeah. friend Jesse. It's uh, you go. You can pay ten dollars for all day. You can come and leave as you please. And he has an enormous arcade full of old school, new school, and all the games are on free play. Pinball tournaments. He has PS4s, Xbox Ones hooked up. You can try any game. Plus all the arcade. Um, he sells a lot of collectibles. Sells a lot of old school stuff. Yeah. Like, if you're looking for some rare game from like literally like Super Famicom to Neo Geo, he probably has it. Right. And uh, or so. it doesn't he have that? Or he was doing it for a while. Where like if people had like arcade boards that weren't working he would like try and fix them Still for does. Or yeah he has fixers he can fix cabinets um yeah so i own an arcade game in his arcade i just don't know where to put it what is it gunblade new york oh that's fine um we were at well, an of auction you don't have where to put it like where, where would you put that massive of an arcade that's machine? what i mean is well the story Other than was your garage maybe uh, jesse when he was opening the arcade was like you know do you want to come help me one day load these arcade games and we went to an auction where his friend um, he was good friends with the guy, so the guy kind of gave him first dibs before the auction. And I saw Gunblade New York, and I don't know if anybody remembers that game. I know you do. Yeah, it's but best. I don't know if everybody listening it's does. So much fun. It was a game where you stood on a huge platform and had a machine gun. And it vibrated. And, and it like vibrated. Crazy. You just go through New York City yeah. blasting everything. Yeah, yeah. But the buildings actually exploded. Yeah, it was awesome. And, like, the dude was super cool, and, like, it was just missing one little component that made the right gun not function. And I asked the guy, I was like, how much do you want for that? He was like... Oh, your friend of Jesse's, I'll sell it to you for 300 bucks. And I was right. like, done. Yeah. And he was like, I'll even load it for you. So Jesse has it at the arcade, and I own it. But once I have room in my house, even fixed it. So yeah, it works you would now. need like a U-Haul. I mean, yeah, it's insanely heavy. Yeah, it's a massive game. You can't even, the thing is, you really can't even take it apart. No, like, no, it's, it's yeah, comes it's as all is. Just you pretty much like forklift piece. it. Yeah. But I own it. It's pretty cool. So it's yeah. in the arcade right yeah, that's now. Fine. So there's that. But, um. Back to Drake's mixtape. Do you think? I let's okay. What's your one sentence review of it? Um. One sentence review. Let's both do one then. I would say five fantastic songs surrounded by filler. Mm-hmm. That would be mine. Yeah, there was five or six songs that I literally were like, these going super hard. I think they're some of the best stuff Drake's done. Um, lyrically on top of his game, super clever. Mm-hmm. And then it just seems surrounded by a lot of unsure of himself. Yeah. No, to yeah, me, yeah, yeah. that's what I think. Uh, to me, it was just that it's a, it's a guy who sounds bored making boring music. I agree to a degree. I think it comes back to press that button on the side up there. Which one? Uh, probably, I think that top one. Or... Yeah, you're right. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I think to a degree, like, it's not we, we like, talked about this last week, is I think so many rappers make so much money, experience so much luxury, yeah. that even the first song on that new Drake 
mixtape or album, whatever the fuck you want to call it, is just all about how he's balling, he's rich, he has everything he wants, and no one can fuck with him. Right. Okay. Like, I mean, I, 17 I, tracks yeah. of that doesn't do it for no. me. <laughs> and I, I mean, I prefer the songs where he's talking about how it makes him insecure to have that mm-hmm. much money and how he can't trust anybody around him and like all that kind of stuff. And the song Energy is actually really good. Great song. And like, there's a couple other ones, but like, there, but when I was um, like, I think Six Man was a great song. Yeah, that's a good Any one. Any rap song that references Terrence and Philip, especially like someone who takes himself as seriously as Drake right. seems to, I'm like, okay. Especially because. If he's as clever as I think he is, not only referencing South Park, he's referencing a Canadian character from right. South Park. Yeah, he is. Yeah. I don't know if he meant to go that deep. If <clears throat> Probably. he did, kudos. Yeah. Great lyric. But it's just, I don't know. I mean, it gets, it just gets a little bothersome to like listen to him like over and over because the song, like he, he's so fucking samey on every song. Like there's only a couple of times when he like changes his flow at all. Absolutely. And even, and then it's like interesting. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Like that's a little bit different than like, Whatever, even though he's clearly like the couple of times he does it, he's lifting it from other rappers that Agreed. are around right now, which is totally fine because uh, that's going to happen. But also, what the fuck is Lil Wayne doing on that one song? What's he doing in general? Because he kind of went back to rapping without like the auto tune thing, which is fine. But he's totally like trying to sound like he's more not as whiny. I think or something. Lil Wayne and Drake at this point put on the appearance that they're friends and probably are friends. No, yeah. I think they are friends. I think they're friends. I think they respect each other, but they're so obviously trying to one-up each other. Yeah, it's true. I mean, there's no question about it. But the thing is, is like, is Lil Wayne, like, do you think that he's as popular as he used to be? Lil Wayne? Yeah. Absolutely not. I, didn't think, I don't, I don't think even so think either. it's close. I think, actually, when Lil Wayne and Drake announced that tour, that was Lil Wayne versus Drake, and people were deciding the headliner every night, from what I remember, the first like eight nights, Drake won like six of eight. Yeah. And one of the only ones new Lil Wayne won was New Orleans. Right, of um, course. Drake is safely the biggest rapper in the world right now. Mm-hmm. Easily. I don't know who you would put above him. No I mean, one. I guess people like Jay Z and stuff will always have that spot. Yeah, but as far as like uh But if Jay Z did like a club the... tour right now and Drake, I feel like Drake would sell more tickets. I think so because I think the people who are interested in Jay Z aren't the people who are younger. Like, no, and and I mean it's the same thing as like in two years it'll be J Cole and not Drake anymore. Right. You Lil know Wayne I mean? like, still, hopefully, it will. Yes. I mean, th- think of all the albums that J Cole he sold it. and like, th- and he's going on that tour in a couple weeks or whatever, and I think it's going to be a huge, like crazy thing. I saw well, actually, a story behind that is I remember, um, I went and saw. It was French Montana, who no one cares about. <laughs> he can't rap. I don't get it. I know is he's he not the, even that popular. I don't get how he's as popular is he as he the, is. Is he the child molester? No, it's Tyga. Right? That Tyga is the one that's dating a 17-year-old. Right. Yeah. Um, but didn't French Montana go out with her? Probably. Something? It was French Montana, Waka Flocka, 2 Chains, J. Cole, and Drake. Hmm. My summary quick review of that show for everyone was French Montana was awful. Waka Flocka and 2 Chains were funny. Yeah. I don't know if they were trying to be funny. They, they, they were are. entertaining. I mean, they they were entertaining. They're funny guys. Like. I think 2 Chains is absolutely not serious. No, and when not I say that, I think he's not serious in the same way when I make rap, like Massive Knights, like yeah. my new group. Yeah. I take the music seriously. I think 2 Chains does. But he's obviously having fun with it. Because if you look into 2 Chains, he has a doctorate. The dude graduated like 4.0, top honors in college. 
And I'm not saying like the only thing you have to know is that he used to call himself Titty Boy. <laughs> like which, that's all that matters. Which A is amazing. Yeah. Why would you change that name? I don't know. Titty Boy might be my favorite rap name of all time. A, I think it's a hard name to market. It but is it's fucking. But hilarious. that literally is maybe my favorite rap name of all time is Titty Boy. Yeah, it is. But so that's what I'm saying is he's obviously just having fun with it, and I I, I appreciate that. It doesn't mean I listen to Two Chains often, but I appreciate what he does. And then um, I'll skip J. Cole for now. Drake headlined. And Drake Drake is a great performer. He knows what he's doing. Like, yeah, he does. I mean, that's what, you know. I didn't stay for the whole show because on, on this tour, it was like the Club Paradise tour. Mm. He definitely more towards the R&B type stuff, like for the women. Yeah. And like, that's cool, whatever. That's what makes him money. I get it. But the set list just... We might have talked about it here before, have we? Like, some of it was so cheesy. Like, when he did Marvin's Room, yes. all the lights went down, and then there was, like, a six-minute video intro mm-hmm. that showed him, like, hammering shots of, like, Patron, and then, like, stumbling upstairs to his bed all hazy, and then, like, grabbing the phone, and then it rings, and all of a sudden a spotlight comes down on him with his shirt off, and his abs were, like, gleaming. <laughs> and it was just like, come the fuck on, man. Like, you know what? I get it. Girls loved it, and obviously it's making yeah, that's tons of money. For. But I was just like, but he's an entertainer. Like, yeah. it was a good show. He had, like, huge, crazy stage set up, like, TVs everywhere with all these images. He had tons of energy. He was good. But J. Cole destroyed the show. J. Cole came out, obviously, before Drake. He had a full orchestra, drums, bass, guitar, like three choir background singers, full of energy, running up and down, jumped into the crowd. Like, to me, it was just like you were watching him. And this was this was about two and a half years ago. So you know, I was like, literally to me, I was like, this is like a star in the making. Mm. Like, in my mind, I really... I literally remember thinking, like, if J. Cole doesn't blow up, there's no justice in the rap world. Yeah. He's no. so talented. I agree. Yeah. And, and I, I mean, think, he has. I think know. every single one of his albums is underrated, minus the first one. But he literally spent his entire second album explaining why the first one wasn't very good. I don't think that any of them are underrated. I mean, they're huge selling albums. They like, he's are. a very popular artist. He like, is. Think of how many albums Forest Hill Drive sold. Like... I mean, that's a lot, you know? That's true, but you don't see him on your end list, or you just don't see him with Drake and, like, Kanye and, like... You just well, I, I think that the problem with him is that, like... He sells. Like, he makes yeah, money. I think the biggest problem with him is that he hasn't done enough to differentiate himself from Drake and from, like, the Jay-Z camp and, like, all that kind of stuff. Like, I think J. Cole's I, biggest <clears throat> problem, and he'll agree, is he made two incredible mixtapes. Yeah. Like, incredible. Friday Night Lights is better than most albums. Right. And then that first record just was not good. Yeah. And he explains why it wasn't good. Is his label was breathing down his neck saying, right. we need singles, we need singles. Stop rapping so well and give us singles. So yeah. he tried and did that workout song or whatever, and it just didn't hit. Right. But then by, by that second album, what's it called? Born Center. Born Center. That album's incredible. It is. It's In really In my good. opinion. Yeah. I like I I was floored by it. Like yeah. I think that was maybe the rap album of the year, unless that was that <clears throat> year. Chance came out. I think that was. If so, it was number two. And uh, Forest Hill Drive, or is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that album. Fourteen Forest It's fucking Drive. great. It is very good, but at the same time, it suffers from like I said before when we were talking about it. Is that it just suffers from his like inability to 
like let like trust somebody else with like the hook to his song or trust somebody else to better his like, I song. I agree. He does always want to sing his own hooks right. and it's like and he always wants to be like the person who's like every verse and it's like that's fine yeah. but when you have to listen to 14 songs in a row as, like as far as rap songs go like you're talking 3 to 4 minutes. If, you, if you're not going to have any guests Agreed. on your album like other than like one or two like small things you better either shorten those songs like Run the Jewels did. Yep. Or you need to start trusting that other people are just as good, if not better at you than what they do. And I think that's the reason why he fall, he kind of falls behind a little bit is because he, he seems like a kind of person who doesn't want to listen to anybody else. I'll agree with that. And what's funny is that actually brings me back full circle to what I was going to say, which starts with oh, Drake. Yeah. yeah. Um, what? I was, I, I was agreeing. I'll say I'm going to go back full circle on that. And my main point I wanted to make like 10 minutes ago was that Drake – a, I think a big problem with that new mixtape or album, whatever the fuck you want to call it, that's written in the Chick Fil A font, is the worst album with cover the clip art on the bottom ever. Yeah, I, I get it's supposed to be minimal. There's a difference between minimal and it's just stupid. why. Yeah, like literally, I saw that, and I was like, that's a fucking joke. Take also, in, take any time with it. Could have really just done without the uh, melodramatic title. Yeah, he always like, does that. Yeah, and, it's just and that like, too. And it's just like. You could have just literally given me a black background and then red lighting, red writing, put the album title in Times New Roman, and that would have been more. Like, yeah, oh, okay, fine, sure, whatever. whatever. But there's also only two well, or three features out of what seventeen songs. Yeah, I and think, rap as someone because well, there, there's two with Party Next Door. There's and one then with there's Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne's weird That's verse. It right. Party Next Door barely counts, and then Travis Scott. Which oh yeah, d- does Scott. not count. No. So but then the, the, I think what I was going to say, my my main point yeah. is rap, as someone who's a huge fan of rap, and I'm not saying I'm the be-all, end-all, no. but I love rap. I've listened to it for years, so have you. I'm I'm definitely well-versed in rap. Mm-hmm. I can hold my own in any conversation because I study rap. I listen to every. – I'm like you. Every rap album that comes out, whether it's Spotify or I'm listening, I'll go buy a new rap album. You and I used to literally yeah. every Tuesday after high school – Go go to Best Buy under new sections and buy rap albums we'd never heard of, right? Because we truly love the craft, and I love and appreciate hip hop and rap. Yeah, me too. And I love making it, and I think I've gotten pretty good at it. Like I like my new band's record, and a lot of people like it. Some might not. That's fine. But I've just realized it is very very hard to make a consistent full rap album by yourself. Yeah. It's a kind of music that needs assistance. Like when you're making punk or pop punk or something, there's so many different instruments. There's hooks. There's breakdowns. There's ways you can take it. Right. And you can do that with beats. But A, especially nowadays, most producers don't. No. We are in an era of like the most basic beats ever. Yeah. And that doesn't have to be a bad thing. You can go back to like the Cool Kids Bake Sale and they nailed that to a T. Yeah. But most records no, and aren't I, I the bake sale. I think that's totally fine to do. But I also think that with the way that, like, there's so many producers that are in uh, demand right now, and how many of them are doing anything interesting? Because right. DJ Mustard certainly isn't. DJ Mustard like, is, uh, not, is literally... Fucking, like, uh, Mike, Mike uh, whatever, Mike Will made it or whatever. He's fine. Like, whatever, but Mike he's not doing anything... Will's better than Mustard. He is. He's much better than DJ Mustard, but at the same time, they're and the same boy, fucking the thing. one... Right. I mean, he's and he's but you don't you don't hear the problem is is like you don't hear the kind of like like when you okay when you listen to that new Drake it, it's very a lot of the beats sound the same because he likes that mid tempo and he likes 
it to not overwhelm his voice because he wants to be the star of the show Agreed. all the time. And I, no matter fucking what. I hate to say it. I almost think like we need, like I miss Kanye producing and just Blaze and I some too. strings and yeah. some soul samples and some upbeatness. I, mean, I mean, I would fucking take Funkmaster Flex over all this shit. Sure. You know what I mean? Absolutely. But like, that's the thing. I'd take, we're Scott Storch, literally. Well, he has a new album out. Does I he? think, yeah, he has like some collaboration album out or whatever. And like, we're just missing people like Jay Dilla, who obviously passed away before his time, but right. like, people making beats that were just art into themselves. Right. And like, there are some of those guys are coming back. Like, I've yeah. seen like Alchemist has like some mm-hmm. new stuff out and everything. But Green like, the, this is the problem is like, you go, yeah, and Green Lantern, but and like and even like I would actually I would even take fucking DJ Drama to a lot of these guys now. DJ Drama's got some bangers. Yeah, but like like my- Miley, <laughs> tongue out. <laughs> um, but this is the thing is is, is when you look at t- 2014 and going into this year and you see like J Cole and Drake and all that and their production, like. And then you listen to like Run the Jewels, and you're like, "What the fuck are these guys doing? Like, why right. can't they have good sounding music that might aid their voices, and maybe they could get away with doing more solo songs?" Well, I know that like Run the Jewels will become a hipster thing, unfortunately, and that's yeah, whatever. fine. Whatever. It's still fucking better than no, most things. It's amazing, you know? and LP is head and shoulders above ninety nine percent of producers right now because yeah. he's doing stuff. He comes from a different spot in his head. Yeah. He doesn't – I think LP – I don't – well, I do know him personally, but I'm saying, like, I don't know him, like, amazingly well. But out of conversations we've had and getting to work with him a limited amount, I feel like LP, unlike a lot of people, makes beats without even thinking about the fact that someone might have to rap over it. No, I don't think he ever does because <laughs> like, that, the, because his albums are interesting. And that's the reason why when you go on Spotify, you can listen to. Yeah, when you go on Spotify, they have like almost every album he's ever made, but they have just the instrumentals. If you gave me a DJ Mustard instrumental album, I'd, I'd, I'd probably kill myself. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey. Because that picture that I texted you is my favorite picture yeah, ever. It's just says DJ Mustard's piano, and it's two white keys <laughs> yeah. and one black one. But that's like, um, but that's what I mean. Is but, like you're when you go back to that is like is like if things are too much the same, then they're gonna be boring to listen to. Right. You like if you don't go backwards and like I understand all these guys want to be stars. Like sure. I get it. Like they all want to be whatever. Absolutely. But Drake talks so much about like how he wants to give money to his dudes and like he wants them his to crew, succeed and everything. And it's like then have a couple of them on a fucking song. Well, he's starting to. Yeah, he's starting to now. Was, and was uh, Conan on that one song? This on that just album? in. Most of them aren't very good. Yeah, I know they're um, not. He has a few new songs on Spotify featuring some of his boys, and they're not very good. <laughs> I mean, like. That's kind of the problem with a lot of these people is they want to bring their crew up. It's kind of like when D12 came up. Minus a couple people, they're not good. Well, it's also the the danger of doing I that mean, as well is that is if Royce Drake, is if, awesome. Yeah. Lloyd Banks was had some good songs. Yeah. Minus that, who in D12 has a career? It was all trash for the most yeah. part. Eminem got famous because he was the good one. Right. Bizarre was very good. Many kept circus. No, like, but, uh, but that, but that's also the danger of of someone like Drake or someone like Eminem or people who have that kind of ego that want to be like the star. Yeah, is their crew is always going to be worse than they are because they surround themselves with people who are terrible to make themselves look better. Like, I don't disagree. Think, yeah, think about like like that. Think about the fucking that song with I Love McConan that that Tuesday song that Drake was on the remix. 
Why do you think he got on that song? Because to he make knew, himself look amazing. Right. He knew that that song like had some potential, had some plays on like shitty hip hop stations like that were across the US and everything. And then he was like, oh, what if we do a remix where I'm on it? That song is going to be fucking huge. It's going to blow up. It's going to make this kid uh, like, you know, a big star or whatever for a little while. And he's going to for even, a Grammy. Yeah. And, and then he'll be like, oh, but I look even better because I helped this guy out. I look better than this guy on this video. He's a stupid looking fucking cabbage patch kid motherfucker <laughs> who can't fucking sing or rap. Do you like, think McConan will have a career in a year? No, because I think that that whole backlash against autotune is already going away. Like, even Young Agreed. Thug and stuff aren't releasing 50,000 songs a day like Not they anymore, were. Not anymore, no. And I, I think and I, I think once his, I think once their major label debuts and stuff come out, I don't think anyone's going to give a fuck. Because it was a flash in the pan yeah. thing. It's even there's like, no talent behind it. It really is like the 15 minutes, even like Bobby Schmurder. Even now, like, you hear so much less than you did when we started talking yeah, about Yeah, no, absolutely. But before we alienate too many people who don't care about rap that listen yeah. to our podcast, which is probably Suffice a lot. it to say, like, the new Drake is fine. It's yeah, there. and my question for you is, do you think, how common do you think this is going to be now? I mean, Fall Out Boy did it, Beyonce did it, Drake did it. Do you think the new think trend it's the thing. is I mean, going to be yeah. just released now, but no one knows? I think it's so fucking stupid. But that's what you do is, like, if you're popular, like, if you drop something like that and you're just like, oh, here it comes, like, there you go. Like, you'll sell a bunch of albums because everybody's – there's no single. I think – There's no anything. Beyonce so did knows. it the smartest. Yeah. Because she had a video for every, every song. Every single song, yeah. Um, she sold an insane amount. I mean, so did Drake. But whatever. We can move on from there. Yeah, no, I mean, that's it's fine. fine. It's – it's just I, I I if he okay, he always acts like he's like this next level, whatever. Right. It's like make all the money you want, but don't fucking claim that you're the greatest rapper right now because right. you're not. Uh, I would challenge him to use a song or make a song where he doesn't rhyme nigga with nigga fifteen times in a row. That's true, actually, because he's like he's more guilty of that than. Almost the any cash Jeezy. money artist, yeah, <laughs> no, but he's more guilty than almost any cash money artist that's ever existed. And also, on top of that, oh, this is not charging; it's about to die. Did you press that button here? again? Yeah, you can plug it in right there. Oh, I just need to. I need it on because my mom is sick. Sorry to air my dirty laundry, guys. My phone's about to die, and my mom is sick. So, where is it at? Just oh, okay, cool, thanks. Hold on one second. How is this even possible? You're about to fall out of that chair, reaching two feet. Justin. Like, you're literally not doing anything that, like... Oh, my God. Give me this. (laughs) Justin, I do cut myself on air. Look, one try. Why is it not charging? I don't know. It's a brand new thing. It definitely works. It should work now. It's not... Uh, fuck? I don't know. It's installing a device driver. Just charge my phone, please. I'll just give it a second. It might just have to... We'll give it a minute. It's at 1%. I just got to make sure it's on. Yeah, I don't know. My mom's at home with her husband, who I don't trust. Yeah, I said it on the air. <laughs> um, well, I don't know what you want to do for the next 15 minutes. Oh, no. We got plenty to talk about. Um... I mean, we got a lot of people wrote in and stuff. Yeah, let's do some questions. Let's go ahead and get to them. Uh, oh, Justin, can guys? I say that I, that, I, that I love you? 
Yeah, you can say it all you want. I mean, I don't mind. I love you. I love our podcast. Thanks. Uh, I love you, I too. look forward to it every single love, week, and yeah. I'm so glad that we are lucky enough it. to have so many listeners because that's really cool. Because really, when we started, I didn't think anyone would give a shit what we had to say. Where do you think? Where we started at? From the bottom, now we're here. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, I challenge Not Drake to make a song where somebody doesn't go, Duh. Why does he... Like, that's what I told you before. We've talked about that before. That that is literally the most annoying habit he has. I don't where get he, it, like, he doesn't He doesn't remember where he is in the beat, so he just kind of, like, stretches a syllable out till he, like, remembers But he does it, like, it. way too well, much. Well, now he's done it. He did it so much that I think he's made it part of his style, which is no, stupid. It was okay when Bonecrusher went, and uh! Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> no. That, that. That's awesome, because that just made me think that Bonecrusher doesn't know what's going on. Uh, I don't know. This does not make sense at all. Are both of those things pertinent right now? Yeah, one's the mixer and one's uh, something. Let me try this again one more time. Is there one? Is there one in the back that's open? So it's not check. Oops. Usually there's two. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> this is amazing. I wish you guys could see this right now. Shut up. Doesn't make any sense. Just keep them company for a second. I'm fine. I'm just gonna describe what you're doing. All right, go ahead. Now Ryan's looking oh, at no. the back of the computer, fuck like he kid. doesn't know what's happening. Fuck Funny. Yeah, it is. Will you just plug it in? It's where, man. I, oh my god. Is there not a oh. USB port open right I think there? There is. Wait, what is the fuck is that? Holy shit. Well, it got done installing that. Plug it back into that top one again, real quick. It got done installing that driver. Maybe it'll work now. Because it just went murder. Oh, we're good. We're good. We're I told good. you just give it a second. Instead, you're like, oh. <laughs> first of all, I didn't make that oh, noise. I'm gonna poop my pants because my mommy said to. I didn't poop my pants today. Not today. No. All right, we back. We back when we back and we back and we back. We didn't leave. We didn't go anywhere. <laughs> Big snack is back from uh, our commercial break. You. Okay, great. All right, let's do some questions. Uh, control the jisms. <laughs> Wait, hold on. <laughs> That's a great oh, name. That is. I love you. I'd like so to commend much. you for yeah. control the jism. Um, hello. I can do that. Actually, I like the way he writes too. Hello. How the devil are you? <laughs> I'm good. Thanks for asking. Well, you're welcome. I've recently gotten more into hip hop and rap mainly because of Big Snackers and nostalgia of Tony Hawk games. It's awesome. Uh, but I constantly seek further insight in the wild world of hip hop and such. Therefore, Big Snackers, my question is this. What are your all-time top ten hip-hop records? Holy shit, dude. Don't uh, open this fucking can of worms. Thank you. Have a good day from Lawrence. Let's partially Hart. do this. Um, let's spend the next three weeks. We each name yeah. three. Okay. All right. Um, okay. For everyone out there listening, please check these records out because we've actually gotten a lot of emails and I've gotten a lot of tweets of people that said that they got more into hip-hop because of this podcast. Right. And I think that's awesome because I think if you listen to pop punk or punk, A, I think a lot of people don't realize that punk and rap and hip hop started at the exact same place for the same reasons. Yeah. They were both, you know, anti establishment political type things. Right. And they don't have to be that now. I don't listen to a ton of political rap. I listen Not to some. Yeah. But uh Okay, records I think you should check out if you're into hip hop that are probably on Spotify. I'm gonna name a few that are totally different to give a wide spectrum. Smut Peddler's Porn Again. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Smut Peddlers is Mr. Eon, who is in the High and Mighty, who is on Tony Hawk, mm-hmm. and Cage, who is a solo rapper. And they came together and made Porn Again. And I think it was it was supposed to be kind of a comical record, but yeah, but it's, it's got really some good. insanely good rhymes. And yeah. it's the beats, man. The oh, beats yeah. on that record are like some of the for how old it is. What ninety? I just think it's two thousand two. Is it okay? Still, so hey. what? Thirteen years yeah. old. The beat still hit harder than shit that's coming out today. Oh, yeah. It's it, one of the best albums to roll around and like fucking listen the to. The instrumentals, the lyrics, it's so hard. But uh, the Smut Peddlers, Porn Again, that's on Spotify. Listen to that. Um, let's go back and forth. You can, uh, we'll just take turns. Uh, along the same lines, I would recommend Mr. Eon's actual original um, like rap group, which was just him and DJ Mighty Mai, who made yes. all the beats on Smut Pillars as well. Uh, Are you talking about High and Mighty? Mighty? Yeah, Absolutely. Homefield Advantage is their yes. first album, yes. and it is by far it's it's it is literally from 1999, so it's 16 years old, and it is still it just does, as good. Does as not it sound ever a was. day dated. No, it, the only thing that sounds dated is once in a while there's a guest on there who's now famous right. that you'll you'll hear and you'll be like, wow, they sound really young. Like yeah, they yeah. were because it was 16 fucking years ago. No, that record is phenomenal. Yeah, can't even touch it. I agree. Okay. Um, Let's see. Me. I'm going to go ahead and say The Coop. You mean The Coup? What? The Coup? Yeah. The coup. <laughs> Are you going to say Party Music also? Because that was my second one. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's both say it then. All right. Yeah. Party Music is for sure. Party Music um, by The Coup. C-O-U-P. Yeah. Um, it's kind of political, kind of party music. It kind of hits all over everything. Um, the messages. For how old that is, which is still how old is that record? That record's over a decade old. Yeah, two thousand one. And the political messages are stronger than ever now. They still apply. Still, there's party songs, there's dance songs, there's goofy songs. I would say listen to uh, all things they've ever made because they're yeah, they're, they're I really agree. With great. That. Um, the coup, I mean, absolutely fantastic, phenomenal group. Um, your turn. I took yours. You got to pick a different one. <laughs> Oh man. Um as far as like people who have like insane lyrical skill and like wanting to listen to somebody who knows how to rap and isn't like somebody who you could actually listen to and like your like a majority of the songs and like your mom wouldn't get mad at you uh is lyrics born. Yeah. And uh his album later that day, that's probably like one of the best pure rap like pure lyricism albums that I've ever heard. Just because, yes. like, he's just really good at what he does. He's very good at rhyming. And it's silly and kind of old school and stuff like that, but, like, like Jurassic 5-ish in its own way, except much better, you yes. know? Uh, but I would definitely recommend that. Okay, and my last one for this week and next week. We'll, let's make this a weekly installment. Mm. Let's uh, educate on hip-hop. Right. Not that we're, like, the be-all, end-all, but I know we have a lot of listeners that don't really listen to rap. Yeah. So we can give our recommendations. And if other people have other recommendations or think we're wrong, write in and tell us that we're fucking idiots. Yeah. My other pick would easily be... A lot of people would probably pick their first or second album, which I equally love, but it's just something about Till the Casket Drops by Clips. Oh, yeah. So um, good. Clips, C-L-I-P-S-E. Um, I mean, that's another one you should just listen to their whole discography. Sure. They have three records, front to back. Nothing is bad about them. No. Um, it's the best thing Pharrell's ever done. Yeah. Because I don't like Pharrell that much, but Pharrell 
made all the beats on those albums, and they bang. Like, yeah. Pharrell, I'll give Pharrell credit. Pharrell yeah, can yeah. make a beat. Yeah. And uh, he made all the beats for clips until the casket drops. Just the first song alone is called Freedom. Yeah, it's so If that good. first verse doesn't just make you drop your jaw yeah. and literally be like, holy shit, yeah, that's really that good. just blew my mind. Um, and then from there on out. More, more importantly, however, the song Popular Demand is on there. With Cameron. Yeah, which is maybe the best verse that Cameron's done oh, as a guest Dang verse. Years, yeah. As a guest verse. Um, other than, have you heard the new Cameron song with A-Track, Dipshits? Yeah. Have you heard that album yet? Yes. It's amazing. And I'm going to go ahead and cheat and add one more. Um, it's a classic. Anybody that listens to hip hop's already going to know. If you don't, I know some people think this is like a joke or ironic. It's not. Cameron is my favorite rapper. Mm. I say that unapologetically. It's right. unironically. Yeah. I love Cameron. I think he's actually a lot more talented than hip hop heads give him credit for. They, yeah, he does. A lot sure. of hip hop heads do give him credit. But, yeah, but um, it's not the same. Like you know. Purple Haze by Cameron. It's on Spotify. Get the uncensored good, version. Yeah, it's really um, good. I don't know if that's his best record because I don't. It's hard to say. I go back and forth. But Purple Haze by Cameron. If you're just in a fun mood and you're driving around, put on Purple Haze. It's way better than the fucking Jimi Hendrix album. Yeah. Yeah. What's funny is I'm not kidding. No, I agree. At all. Fuck fuck him. And um, Cameron Purple Haze. That album is just so fun. It's lyrically fun. It's playful. It's talented. The dude got shot and drove himself in yeah. a Lamborghini yeah, to the hospital. The greatest story of all time. What more do you need to say about him? <laughs> I mean, literally the truest tweet I ever read was the one that said John Lennon got shot and died Cameron got shot and drove himself to the Lamborghini in the hospital yeah. who wins <laughs> you're right that's that there it is proof is in the pudding just like Bill Cosby um what's my uh I would say my third one would be just to give you a, a well-rounded thing is probably uh, three six mafia when the smoke clears. Fantastic. Because album. this is underrated again. That, that was the album when they were at the height of the thing that they created. Yes, um, which before, was the broken drum machine. Yeah, which was the broken drum machine. Uh, South like the dirty South type thing. I mean, I feel like they really perfected that hood like kind of ghetto. Like, we don't know what we're doing, but we're going to do it anyway. Yes. Like, almost like the punk rock of rap, in my opinion. It is. Because you know why? Because punk rock was supposed to be for people that didn't know what they were doing, that could just pick up an instrument and do it. Yeah. And 3-6 Mafia got a drum machine, didn't learn how to use yeah, it. Yeah, and just started doing it. And if you can find me a 3-6 Mafia song that doesn't go... Uh, and that's that's pre that's pre two thousand four. Correct. After two thousand four was when they started learning things. And I remember you and I bought when the smoke clears in FYE at Tri County Mall. Yeah. We one drove around best. after school every day, yeah. and it blew our fucking. Oh minds. my god, I love that album. That album, yeah, so many good memories, man. So many good memories from uh, that record. My my uh, honorable mention, even though I know that I make fun of Fifty Cent a lot, um, because. He's, well, he's really dumb. <laughs> yeah, and let's and, be honest. And 90% of his output is shit. Right, it's horrible. But if you go all the way back to like the in 2002, I think it was 2002, when uh, his mixtape Power of the Dollar came out. With the How thing to Rob that, on it? Yeah, stuff? the thing no. that actually put him on the map. Great mixtape. Fucking incredible mixtape. Don't know what happened to him after and that. And to be honest... Like, Get, get Rich or Die Trying is a good get album. Get Rich or Die Trying is not as bad as we acted like it no, was when it's it came not, out. No, no. There's there's four bad songs on an album, and yeah. all four of them are singles. The rest and of it's fine. After that record, 
whatever he did. Go so, get your money. Good for you. I'm out. I mean, though. other than window shopper, I don't stop. Um, <laughs> but no, that's fuck when I drive by. No, but you should listen to Power of the Dollar because it's very good. It's a good record. Uh, and um, it owes more to, which I'm sure will end up on our list at some point, it owes a lot more to Gangstar than anybody gives it credit to, for yes. because that's what he was basically Gangstar copying. Gangstar should be on any list. Yeah, which they will be on our list. So, segueing away from rap. Sorry, people who don't listen to rap. But you know what? If you don't, check out some of those records. Yeah, Maybe why don't you like just, uh, yeah, We just all listen to it. tons of different stuff. But yeah, uh, I listened to all your dumb things you suggested last week, so why don't you try <laughs> We did, actually. New? We listened to everything, and I liked a lot of it. You guys had some good gear-in lists, guys. We have good listeners. I appreciate that. Yeah, We've we got do. some good peers amongst we us. We just like to give you a hard time, because you give us a hard time. Because you're um, all racist. Because you're all racist. Uh, here's what I thought was funny. I don't know if you saw this over this past week, if we're going pop culture to a degree. Yeah. Is uh, Miley Cyrus... Recorded a song with Laura Jane Grace of Against Me, formerly really? Tom Gable. Um, yes, who obviously, I th- imagine everyone knows at this point, but for some reason, if you don't, Against Me is a punk band, mm. and their singer was named Tom Gable, and he's transgender and has become a woman named Laura Jane Grace. Yep. And um, Miley Cyrus, to benefit the Happy Hippie Foundation, I, th- I believe... I don't want to talk off the cuff without knowing what the fuck I'm talking about. I believe they help donate to homeless people or people, you know, in need. And they did like a backyard session. You can find a picture of Miley with Laura Jane Grace. And for some reason, this seems so strange to me. It outraged people and punk rock people. Why? What? Exactly. Now, see if you can look it up. I'm more like... I don't want to talk uh, out of place. So let's get the facts straight. But I think it's funny how much people just want to hate on things so badly. And that's coming from you and I, who talk the most shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But people were just like, I can't believe Laura Jane Grace would be seen with Miley Cyrus in public, and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, why do you fucking care? And if they're actually doing it to support money for something, you're an asshole. Who, like, and it could help against me. You know what I mean? Like, that's cool. Who cares? Right. I mean, I don't really give a shit. It's a big deal. Like, I don't care. Like, I was more confused than anything. Like, what. Like they were just hanging out. Like I guess see if you can find the article because, like I said, I don't want to talk out of a like out of my ass. Yeah, it supports can... homeless youth organizations. Oh God forbid! Well, fuck them. Then. <laughs> you know yeah, what, I mean? wait, what was the rest? Cyrus is also is working with Ariana Grande and other artists who may or may not. Oh, we have a call. Oh, that's probably Benny. Hold on. Hello. 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 Hold on. I don't know what's going on. Something. Hold on. No. 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 It's not. I wish we had a it's better. It's such a bad service. <laughs> it is, and I wish we had a better way to do it. Is that better? Is this better? I think I can get there. Okay, we're gonna try our best. If you need me we're to, we're gonna do rise above. What'd you say? We're gonna rise above Skype. We are gonna rise above. We're gonna fuck Skype. You know what? But uh. I uh. My 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 girlfriend, when we first started dating, lived in Paris, and Skype was the way we communicated, and oh. it gave me it gave me not as much pleasure as it should have given me talking to the girl that I love. <laughs> That's just depressing, man. That's just a sad story. Well, Skype I, sucks. Skype. I I am not disagreeing with you at all. Well, Skype it, sucks. It was created by the guy who made Casa, so you know. Was it really? Yeah. I didn't know that. 
That's interesting. Not exactly the world-class programmer, I would imagine. <laughs> well, Vinny, actually, um, right when you called in, we did. We were doing questions from listeners, and we had a few people. We've had a lot of people, actually, that have called in and say that we got them turned on to hip-hop and listening and opening their mind to hip-hop and rap because they never listened to it before that, and Justin and I are both big hip-hop nerds, and I know you listen to hip-hop. And um, a person asked us three hip-hop or rap albums that they should check out that they might not have ever heard of, but they said they don't really listen to anything, so it doesn't have to necessarily be super underground, but off the top of your head, could you provide three hip-hop or rap albums that you think people should listen to? Definitely. Um, Let's hear it. I listen to more um, older hip-hop. Right. Just because I'm, I'm older. <laughs> right. And uh, I, you know, the first hip-hop records I ever had are probably the ones I would recommend just because I'm, I'm still think so fondly of them. Nothing wrong um, with them. The Adventures of Slick Rick would be number one. Great yeah, choice. Um, I was listening to that. It's a really lewd record. It's very raunchy. <laughs> it is. <laughs> and I was really young, so I got it when it came out because I have two older brothers. When you were so, younger listening to it, did you even understand what it was talking about, or did you just like it? Some stuff I, I got the picture, and some stuff I didn't know what it was. Right, okay. And I would ask my brothers like, <laughs> what, what it meant. Which is always a poor choice, I feel yeah, like. Right. <laughs> Having to explain to your little brother, like, well, uh, yeah, right. That's, yeah. that's a classic. That's a good one. Uh, so number two would probably be De La Soul, Three Feet High and Rising. Oh, very Excellent. good record. Um, that's, like, the one I connected with the most, and me and my two brothers all love that record. Uh, amazing record. Makes me feel so good every time I listen to it. It um, is a very feel-good record. Yeah. It's a feel-good record, and they were doing some, like, Prince Paul's production on that was way ahead of its time. It Prince, still is, Prince Paul, I think, still somehow is ahead yeah. of his time. He was just doing stuff that no one seemed to be able to figure out how to do the right way besides him. Yeah, um, he's done a few. I, I, I don't know if I'm going to... I'll just go ahead and say it. How about this? I was going to say Tribe Called Quest, but I think people know who Tribe Called Quest is. Yeah. Um, I think a way more important record, speaking of Prince Paul, not way more important, but one that can make the list would be Grave Diggers, Six Feet Deep. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That's a record that, a lot that of people That was a biggie with uh, Long Island people, uh, like people that I came up with, everyone like Grave Diggers. Right. Right. All hardcore kids like Grave Diggers, and all like even regular ass just county dudes even like them because Wu Tang was such a huge thing in New York. Absolutely, I was gonna say I don't want to, for risk of sounding like an idiot, I assume you definitely are familiar with, but just in case not, um, I love Prince Paul's production also, like on the MC Paul Barman stuff. Did you ever get into that stuff? I've never listened to that actually. Really? I've never listened to him before. No. Um, I don't know if you would like it or not because it's very goofy, but the production and the lyrical talent, I think, is great. So you yeah. should check it out it was a, uh Paul Barman was, an, uh, uh, is, was a Jewish law student who yeah. just happened to be really good at freestyling right. and then met Prince Paul, and then they just started doing the weirdest, like, 
Very strange. Very strange very shit. Strange. But hey, what is it? I mean, is it just Paul Barman or do they uh, have like a group? It's no. just MC Paul Barman, and he's just yeah, like this yeah, very yeah. highly. I remember him when he came out when he came on the scene. I remember that, and just everything I read was how intelligent he was and how good of a rapper he was. But, yeah. He is. You know, and he he didn't fit the bill, but all of his songs are basically about sex, but like he just raps them and like these insanely clever metaphors that you just yeah. would never think of. Like, like you you literally, you know, like, you know, rap albums that'll make you rewind it just to be like, wait, did I catch that right? It's just yeah. one of those type of things. It's awesome. He, uh, to equate him to like a punk rock thing, uh, like oddity would be like, I always said that he was like the Adam and his package of rap music. <laughs> exactly. I right. could see that. Absolutely. Yeah. That's definitely actually very accurate. Um, and, and then a bunch of other white boys started coming out and being nerdy. So Paul right. Barman was probably bummed. Yeah, yeah he probably is. <laughs> but uh, a lot of—I don't know if a lot of people know this, or if they're supposed to know. If not, you can tell me, and we'll uh, we'll just forget I ever said it. But there's definitely um, a couple tracks of you rapping on Spotify that you showed me. It's true. Um, do people—is that well known? Is that something people know about? It's not. Um... Because I, mean, I, I think the songs I are rad. It from the rooftops, but I guess I am now that I'm on your. <laughs> we got your we got a pretty good listener base, and there's a lot of people that are fans of your music. So I mean, if it's something you want to talk about or how to find it, you can. Oh yeah, I don't mind. I love. Um, yeah, there's um, me. I was playing guitar in Head Automatica for a short while. Right. And uh, I was living primarily in San Francisco when we were doing that because. Dan the Automator was still involved, and he was actually in the band, kind of. So I, I played two That's shows with them, and Dan the Automator actually played on stage with us. What was he doing? Oh, so weird. He had turntables. That's rad. I had no idea. Um, I don't know what it sounded like out there. I'm, I'm like, already way off the subject, right? That's crazy. <laughs> uh, San Francisco. What, what were we, where were we going? You're rapping. Oh, yeah, so... The, there's these guys, the Rondo brothers, who worked w on, with Dan on a lot of stuff. Um, they they were the band when Lovage performed the the Dan and Mike Patton thing. Right. Um, they played with on the Deltron Thirty Thirty stuff, and they're basically like his close friends and confidants who are like producers that aren't you know as well known as he is. And we were staying in their house. Me and Daryl were living in their uh, in their house and uh, for, like rent free. So they were like, "We're making this Hawaiian themed hip hop record, and we want you guys to sing on it." <laughs> and so we sung on it, and then we also rapped on it. And uh, no, I mean, any it, it'll be a laugh for anybody. It's like a fantasy song. It's about like me and well, it's about our two rap alter egos. But it's a good song. <laughs> going to on this trip to Hawaii and, and basically, you know, um, getting very lucky with the local Hawaiian women. <laughs> I love it. And, and, uh, it's just, it's just, it's just kind of like a silly thing. It's, it's good though. I think, uh, it's a part, it's definitely a party. It gets me going. It is good. Like after you told me about it, um, when we were hanging out in Newport, Kentucky, I remember I listened to it on the way home. And like they're good songs. I mean, what what should people look up to listen to if they want to hear Vinny spit some rhymes? Um, that 
I think the one on uh, it's called Take Me Back. And well, actually, we can actually put it on our blog. Actually, at the end yeah. of the day, we can look it up and put it on there so people can click on it. Cool. Yeah. So that yeah, it's not something that I I don't know. Sure, it's out there. <laughs> <laughs> what is your rap alter ego? Like what's what's not alter name? ego? I just mean like oh. you know, it's not like hey, it's me, Vinny Caruana. I'm fucking, <laughs> I'm fucking all these Hawaiian chicks. It's sick. <laughs> that would be I'm what sick. I want. That's yeah. what I want. Oh, God. I'm, <laughs> I'm being, I'm being a character in a rap song. Let's right. make that very clear to your audience. No, I know. Yeah, right. I meant, okay. I meant. Do you that, have and, and 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 on top of that, me and Daryl, neither of us have ever been to Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> That's even better. It's fantasy for a reason, right? <laughs> yeah. I think that's awesome. That makes me happy. I'd actually, ra- I still haven't been to Hawaii, and I'd actually rather just go on vacation in Hawaii than go there and and have and meet a bunch of women and have sex with them. <laughs> I agree. Can we go to Hawaii? Rather, I we- think I I think speaking for myself and my girlfriend, I think that <laughs> is a better scenario for both of us. I think that's probably safe to say. I don't think your girlfriend would be too into the idea of you going to Hawaii and just having sex with a lot of people. No, she'd be like. What's I, I don't. I don't know her, but I mean, I, I'll, no, I'll it assume. Seems like, uh... <laughs> let's go to Hawaii. You want to go? Let's just go now. All right. I, I, it's always been a thing on tour with Hawaii. With fucking, they always want. You know, it's always like, and we'll stop in Hawaii. I'm like, okay. Mixed, yes. Mixtapes and it got, never happened. Mixtapes got one offer to pay in Hawaii. Flights booked. Um, we didn't. We weren't getting a guarantee, but we were getting meals paid for, hotel, and flights booked. We That's were all so we ever stoked. Need. Nobody needs to make money in Hawaii. No, I didn't care. Hundred percent down. We were so stoked, and then we got offered a really big tour, and it was either go to Hawaii for two days or cancel this two month long tour. So we had to do the tour, and we were all so bummed because we were so hyped on going. Oh God, I need to. I and need that. To. And that's, it's crazy for me too, because I hate airplanes, like with a passion. Like, yeah, that's a long flight. Yeah. When mixtapes did like Europe, I literally like had to like get sedatives. Like they just freak me out. And like, I, I know you're more likely to die in a car and blah, blah, blah. But when I'm like a mile in the air sitting there and there's turbulence, that logic does not matter to me at all. I give zero shits. Yeah. I just freak out. Yeah, I don't enjoy it either. I have to do it a lot, so I, I don't know. I don't even sedate my... I, I mean, I'll have, like, a glass of scotch or two or three. Right, right. <laughs> What's the farthest you've ever flown, I guess? What's the farthest any of your bands have ever traveled? Um, To Australia, I guess, is the farthest we can get. Yeah, I guess I that's pretty much it, isn't it? That's... Um, Australia and, uh, yeah, Japan and Australia are the farthest I've gone. That's rad. I don't want to make this uh, talk or chat too generic and talk about the same stuff everybody does because we try not to be like that here at Big Snackers. We like to just have some fun. But cool. I guess like to get some of the obvious stuff out of the way is you're doing movie life shows again, which people are extremely excited about. Yeah. Um, what what made you, I guess, just was it just the right time? And it was just like, fuck it. Let's just do it and have some fun. It. That's exactly what it was. Um, it was never really the right time because I, like, I became busier with the Avalanche, and we became a band that like put out two records in three years, which is something that we've never been able to accomplish. I will have you know, without cutting you off, we uh, la- last week did a lot of uh, people submitted their top ten of the year, and your guys' new record was in a lot of people's. 
and it is a great record. Oh, so congratulations. Thank you very much. Um, but, you know, we had lost two members um, before the record came out. And um, we went on tour with newer dudes and um, it went really well. Like we had a really nice transition into like, you know, losing two key guys and, and we, we toured the whole year like that. And then um, uh, one more dude, Agro, who's like a total key dude and founding member, he left. So when he left, we were at the end of our touring cycle. And we're, we don't like tour all year round every year. We kind of like, we're very cyclical about things. We're not a full-time band. Right. Um, so when the year ended and our touring schedule was over and none of us like to drive around in the snow. So we always like pull the plug before Christmas. And, um, that just was a thing where it's like, okay, well now like three dudes have left the band. Avalanche is obviously like not ready to do stuff right now. So it was a perfect time for me to go and, you know, do movie life and something me and Brandon Riley had been talking about and the timing seemed perfect. And that's the best thing about this is um, I have a really hard time um, ignoring when something feels wrong. Right. And uh, making the decision to go ahead and do movie life stuff now and like take, making this the time just feels really right. So I'm like extra excited about it because it, I feel like it's a win-win because I'm, I wouldn't say I'm neurotic, but I, I, I'm a thinker. I think a lot, you know. Well, I think there's an awesome liberty when you get to the point in your career or your band when you don't have to have a touring cycle or an album due to a label. You can just say, hey, we want to do the movie life right now, so let's go do it. And we don't have to meet these certain expectations. We're just doing it for us and for our fans. It's one of the perks of the job. Absolutely. Uh, I think, and, a and a lot of bands, a lot of bands don't get to shots, do that. You know? A lot of bands get stuck in the we have to do this or we have to do that, and when you can just say fuck it, we can do whatever we want. That's honestly, I think the best feeling you can get. Those are, those tend to be healthy bands, uh, the definitely. ones that have that second attitude. Now, um, but obviously, you know, bands, bands got a tour and stuff. But you know, I've been doing this a very long time, so it's, I'm realistic about how it works and what I need to do. And I'm not going to tour 10 months a year. I would never, ever do that again. I'm 32 years old and I'm right there with you. The idea, I love touring. I love playing live shows and creating music is my lifeblood. I mean, I would literally, I think suffocate without it, but the idea of touring 10 or 11 months out of the year sounds like complete hell to me at this point in my life. Yeah. Um, and, and that's fine because nobody needs you to do that, I don't think. I mean, I think the I shows think are better a... when you're not around as much. And you do go everywhere. You just don't go everywhere like twice in a year, you know? And I think and that I think... there was those bands we all had, I think you and me and Justin can all agree, that did that. And they were the bands, you know, when we were like in our 20s where it was like, oh, I like this band, but they'll be back next month. So, you know, fuck it. I don't care. And you don't want to be yeah. that band. Yeah, no, I don't. And that, it's very tiring, you know, driving around the country when people are kind of like, you know, it's, it's uh, less is more for me in every way. Um, I enjoy it more when I'm not doing it Absolutely. all the time. I really like my time at home and I like the balance that I have. And I feel like I see the people that want to see me on the road. I think I see them enough and hopefully because that's, uh, it's, you know, right. 
being home is part of the plan as well. well as sure. much as this is my job, I'm going to do it, but I'm going to do it the right way and not drive myself into the ground because that's when no one will ever see me again. <laughs> True. I was going to say, correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like you guys kind of have a vibe now, maybe even with Avalanche and Movie Life, almost kind of like our friends, like, no more black, you know what I mean? It's like you never really break up necessarily. You just, when it's time to do something, you go do it. You have fun. It's your friends, and you get to make music and see people across the country you like, and then, you know, when you're done, you put it away for a little while. Yeah, and, uh, I mean, that's very all very loose right now. I mean, right now it's just people not, you know, it's not that Avalanche has been gone. Our record still hasn't been out for a year yet, and, like, so we've we've, you know, we played a lot of shows, so I don't actually have, haven't really had to answer that question just because it's not like panic mode for Avalanche fans. They just know that, you know, right? Absolutely. Avalanche will happen when we decide to do it. You know, when we decide to do it. Right. That's yeah. how you know. That's how Avalanche United and Wolverines happen. We just one day decided to make a record. That's the and best that, way to do it. And then when we make records, we tour on them. That's I was gonna say not to uh, suck up because I'm not, but Wolverines and your solo album you put on Run for Cover was incredible. Thank you very much. Do you? Uh, well, I guess we were actually talking before you called in. The way you and I officially met was at a disaster of a festival called Skate and Surf. Um, <laughs> which I was gonna say I didn't know how you re how you remember that festival, but I remember it being a very, very long, long day. Um, and I remember it being a very, very long, long day, too. <laughs> and I don't think I know any bands who have anything positive to say about it, but um, I remember I met you. You were very nice. We talked for probably 20 or 30 minutes, and your main advice was you found out that mixtapes planned on doing Warped Tour in a van, and you literally urged me and basically like almost like a dad took me and said, don't do warp tour in a van. <laughs> uh, and, I remember that very vividly. Yeah. And that's probably the best advice I could ever give a musician. And you know what? That was great advice. We didn't do a van. We got bunks. We got satellite TV and I heeded your advice and I appreciate that advice. That was great advice. <laughs> I'm a very practical thinker when it comes to tour. I like to be comfortable. <laughs> hey, hey, me too. I like to be as comfortable as like Lady Gaga would want to be on tour. I know that that's not like um, going to happen, but <laughs> there's little things that you could do to like, you know, and that's not a little thing. That's a big thing. You know? Hey, just having your own bunk and like a TV screen is incredible. Yeah, you just walk out of Warp Tour into your like vehicle, and then you can lay in the bunk and close the curtain with the air conditioning on, and just go. <sighs> but that is like the equivalent of like a bubble bath for Lady Gaga. I feel like just being able to close a curtain, have air conditioning, and privacy in a bunk is heaven. Yep. That's it. Like that's all you need. I'm good. That is all you need, and then go play a good show. After you know? our set every day on Warp Tour, I literally did just go back to my bunk. I would lay down. And I would just lay there staring at the ceiling, just being happy that I didn't have to sit up in a van. <laughs> That's good enough. I'm not I'm not I'm not a picky one. Um What was so bad about this festival? Skate and surf? Yeah, I was no. just wondering. Um, I oh. don't I don't know if Vinny and I'll have the same opinions. From my opinion, everything was, was bad about it. <laughs> All right. Um it was just 
I'm not trying to like get down on the guy that booked it. He obviously really wanted to book a great festival, and he got a lot of big bands and got a lot of cool bands and a diverse lineup. But I mean, from I mean, Vinny can tell his also. From my perspective, a when we got there, there was only one road to get in. So we were in traffic for two hours trying to get in there. And then it started to pour down rain, but they didn't have anything overhead of the stages. Oh, God. So all of the amps and drum sets were getting rained on, so they had to be covered with tarps. To which maybe if you were a bigger band, you had different options. But I went to production and was like, we don't want to unload our amps because it's raining. And they said, well, you can rent gear from us if you want. And I was just like, we don't want to do that because we don't really have money. We're not, you know what I mean? Like, we're not a big band. Yeah. And then just from there on out, it was just a clusterfuck of a day. It was like Macklemore, Day to Remember, and Fall Out Boy were all playing. And it was just, it was crazy. That's, I mean, what was your experience like, Vinny? I I was there as a spectator. Oh, you weren't playing, were you? No, I was, when the RX Bandits come to New York, New Jersey, I hang out with them. Those are my boys for a really long time. We have a really good relationship, and I spend a lot of time in California with them. And when they come to New York, I definitely hang. So I actually met them at their hotel. Uh, I had herniated a disc in my back. That's right. Uh, like a few weeks before that. And I was on Percocet and muscle relaxers, and in really uh, really uncomfortable and a lot of pain but also like high on those drugs because they kind of dulled the pain and i could go out and socialize and see friends and so then me and my girlfriend actually went and she's homies with all the california guys too and she me and her like instantly once we got there we were like oh shit the bands were playing and it was raining on the bands um (laughs) because i guess i guess the uh I don't know if it was a fire marshal or some official came and said that it's illegal now in New Jersey to have like covered stages or whatever, that's like right. a tent yeah. over the top. Or that's what I got. That's no, the information. You're I got. right. I remember that now. That that is true. So um, all the bands were, some of them like reluctantly playing because they didn't want to get electrocuted or they didn't want to like get, have all their gear be destroyed. We're bumming and Fair enough. and all the bands are bumming and um, for me it was just like I was just kind of um, I guess I was just kind of on Percocet and and floating around getting kind of wet throughout the day. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so um, for me it was yeah I I would have liked to have stood underneath something. Right. Um, but, um, but actually, I looked at her, and I didn't. Re- I didn't. I didn't even like. Look. Those days were cloudy for me because it was just like, basically having to be on a regiment of painkillers so that I could function in like in life. Right. And uh, because of the injury, and um, yeah, we. I didn't even like look at what the weather was going to be like. And me and her halfway through the day go, "What the fuck are we doing here right now? Right. <laughs> like, why are we here?" Oh. Uh, we we were getting paid to be I'm there, and I was saying today. the exact same thing. I, I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not at work today. Right. Um, one thing I do distinctly remember about that show 
And when I tell this story, this in no way reflects the character of these bands. I don't know them personally. Um, I've met, you know, Andy from Fallout Boy, and he was absolutely awesome. But it just struck me funny at the time, as I remember, is, you know, the three headliners were uh, Day to Remember, Fallout Boy, and Macklemore. And in history, I don't know which one of those will go down to be the biggest. But at the time, Macklemore was by far the biggest. You know what I mean? Right. Like, he was on top of the fucking world. He's on the cover of Rolling Stone. Yeah, the so. man is literally a superstar. And I remember it was funny, because Day to Remember plays first out of those three. And um, this is backstage, by the way, so keep in mind, fans aren't back there. It's only other bands and people like you that had all access and stuff. I remember Day to Remember has a van back them straight up to the steps, straight onto the stage, so no one can touch them or get close to them. I was just like, that seems kind of weird, but okay, whatever. That's cool. That's what it is. <laughs> then Fall Out Boy did the exact same thing, and I was kind of like, all right, I mean, it's only bands back here. Like, no one can get back here. And then I just thought it was funny because, like, no joke, no security, nothing. Macklemore just comes strolling through the parking lot by himself <laughs> in a big fuzzy jacket, <laughs> smile on his face, takes a few selfies with people, walks on stage, and starts playing. And I was just like, you know what? That's fucking cool. I was like, he just he gave no fucks and was just like walking through the crowd. And I was like, all right, that's cool. That's what I took away from that day, if anything, other than rainy roller coasters. Did you ride roller coasters? I did, absolutely. Did you? See that? I didn't because I was afraid that you know of my back situation and the whole fucking injury was like pretty gnarly. Like sometimes, like even just walking would really really bad well that's what the perker sets are for you like you quadruple up on them you get on those roller coasters and you just don't even think about it dude honestly like i, I was really conservative with the percocets when i had to take them because i had a i have a fear of like dying on drugs like i don't do drugs right i smoke weed and i drink beer and whiskey fair enough and I, I'm I'm afraid of drugs. Like I would never take more than the dosage, like to the hour, just because. That's smart. <laughs> I don't want to like, I don't want them to find me like dead because I took too many like painkillers because my back hurt. You know what I mean? I think that makes you a smart person. That's definitely a good thing. It's a good quality to have. It's it's one of in my top three ways I don't want to die just because I don't want people. <laughs> now you got to tell us the other two. Yeah, what are the other two? You got to. That's it. I don't I don't want to get pushed in front of a train. Okay, that's fair. Uh, I live in Brooklyn, in the Greenpoint section of Brooklyn, and it's a nice neighborhood. But uh, we ride trains like you obviously like in Brooklyn and Manhattan. You ride subways, and sure. uh, that's how you get around and. So I'm in a situation like every day where I am like getting closer to the wall so that when the trains come, there's nobody behind me that could push me onto the tracks. What's funny is I don't live in a place with trains, but I get what you're saying. And like sometimes I get weirdly paranoid and I can see myself doing the exact same thing. Like looking behind me as if some spies, like spy versus spy generic cartoon is going to come out and shove me real quick in front of the train I'm and always, laugh maniacally. I'm always like... Well, I, I'm sorry, go on. I was going to say, I'm always just super afraid... Uh, every time I'm on one of the platforms, that I'm just gonna fall off for no reason. Not even if somebody's gonna push me, I'm just gonna. You're just fall gonna off. fall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's the same reason that I don't like being on top of like tall buildings with like no oh, enclosure no. is because nope. I'm always afraid like 
I'm going to do something dumb, stumble, and then I'm going to be the guy who fell off a building because he's an idiot. And weird like, thing is, I'm not afraid of heights, but I'm the same way. If I'm on a tall building with no, like, nothing to hold me there. High fence. Yeah, exactly. I just don't like it. It gives me, it makes my stomach feel weird, and I just, I, I want yeah. out. I don't know what that thing is, why, like, I feel like, oh, like, what if I just fall off this? Like, why, why do I even think that that's going to happen? Have like, either of you two been to the top of the arch in St. Louis? Yeah. No, I haven't. Terrifying. I think it's terrifying. It's not as terrifying as that glass uh, outcropping on the Sears Tower now. No, that's terrifying. Yeah, I, I'm not a fan of that either. Oh, where you can like look down mm-hmm. and it's yeah, you no. can look straight down past your feet and it's it's like just go straight down. Yeah, no, it's thanks. just glass and like that's not for it's, me. It's really fucked up because like um, you you know how like when you stand on the Sears Tower like you can feel it swaying like it's even more weird when you're standing on that thing because there's nothing around yeah, you. I'm good. I'm good on that. I don't yeah. I don't need that in my life. <laughs> What's your third think, third? But, Oh, that thing in New York is like, it, which is same. You know, it's a very New York thing. Uh, the I don't want. I, I read a story a few weeks ago about a guy that died because he fell down like into a basement. You know, oh the yeah, New York, the New York streets are lined with just like you know doors that close flat. Oh right, yeah, I didn't know. You're made of about. metal, and it's basically where all the bars and restaurants like store all of their shit because there's no everything's so compact here. Yeah. So I, when you walk down the sidewalk, the sidewalk in New York and in Brooklyn, they're all lined with metal grates, like gates that open up. And the dude fucking, a dude fell down one uh, recently and, it, and he died. And it is awful because I think about it because some of them are pretty fucking, you know, they're not in good shape and they could kind of swallow you. Yeah. That's terrifying. Yeah. That's one of the, when I read about that story, uh, everyone I talked to about it said like that's one of their biggest fears. And In that, that story, it says that that dude had that happen to him once before, and he survived. Oh my god! <laughs> you know, if that happens to you one time, don't ever walk over one of those things again. Absolutely Just not. Stay away Absolutely from not. Them. Yeah, play hopscotch. What is? <laughs> what is your a third third way to die? That, I think that was it. That right? is it. Oh, I don't it? want to fall into a basement and have like the fucking the. Bar back of or a porter of like the bar. Find me when he goes gonna, to change kegs. I'm, I'm gonna have to say I know it's generic, but mine would be burning alive. I just can't imagine anything worse. Oh, burning alive's got to be. I just awful. can't even imagine. It's be very mm-hmm. painful and hot and yeah, sweaty. Very sweaty, definitely sweaty. Um, speaking you'd be very hot. I, I would imagine you'd be hot. <laughs> speaking of New York. From your music, I get a sense of great pride in New York. Are you a New Yorker for life, or would you ever move? I would move. Okay. <laughs> that answers that quick. <laughs> he wants to move yeah. to a place that doesn't have those fucking uh, doors on the sidewalk. <laughs> that's, that's understandable. Yeah. That's and a, no train. everyday fear. No train platforms, fear. no uh, things on the sidewalk. Where would you move if you could pick any place right now, like if you won the lottery? I would move to California. Southern? Southern California. Um, LA Southern or San Diego? You're you're asking the guy that is, you know, I'm living in a tundra right now. Yeah, we are too. It was like negative 10 degrees the other night, and I was ran for my life from the subway to my apartment. Yeah. Uh, So, like, I I like being warm, and I've lived in in New York my whole life, and, uh, you know, so I don't think that I would, like, move out of New York and never come back, but. 
I'd certainly be down with taking a break from New York. Fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. Um, I have a few questions for you from people that tweeted and emailed me. Would you like to answer them? Sure. They're very original. By that, I mean they're not really. And there's stuff I'm sure you've been asked a million times. So I apologize. These aren't from me, though. They're from uh, listeners. Okay. They're very simple. Uh, number one is... Hold on. Here we go. Will the movie life be doing a full U.S. tour? I'm sure you've been asked that thousands of times already. People that read, like, that's when we announced that the movie life were going to be playing shows. Yes. There was a whole article attached to the announcement that explained everything. <laughs> <laughs> like, in this the is the internet, Vinny. Like, People are we're not, not recording a new record. Like, that's not what we're thinking about right now. And we're not planning a world tour, because, but we are playing shows when we can. Okay. Uh, so that's the best we got because we have, um, you know, I, I would love to do it more than we have planned to do it. And that could change one day. But um, right now we got dudes with jobs and careers and children and sure. multiple children. And so we're just doing what we can and just kind of having fun. As it should know. be. That's awesome. Yeah. And it's, yeah, we've, we've only played two shows and uh, they were both in New York and they were amazing. So. It all felt right and felt good, and the crowd and I was very happy. So nice. Nice. This isn't a question. I guess it's just more so of a statement. Maybe you remember this. Maybe not. Um, a guy, ship to shore six zero nine said, "I used to work for Keebler and hooked up I am the Avalanche with a crazy amount of Cheez Its and snacks before a show once. Most of it was gone before they got on stage. Therefore, I am the Avalanche are OG definition of big snackers." Huge snackers. Yeah. Um, do you remember that? Is that a thing? Yes, I, I know that dude too. Okay. Okay. Well, so you guys. I see, I see him a lot because he goes to shows in Philly and New Jersey and stuff. So, okay. um, yeah, I totally remember that. I mean, that's a that's a beautiful thing. I mean, I fucking love cookies. Um, Who, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm big into cookies. You know, I'm a. I, I buy multiple cookies, like multiple different packs of cookies when I go to the grocery store and stuff. Yeah, man, if I had a hookup for some Keebler cookies, I would be fatter than I already am. It's definitely something I could say. Um, I love having sweets around. Uh, this question is two parts, but if part one is no, then it doesn't matter. Have you heard of the new Bayside song they just released? I have. Um, what do you I heard think? It this morning, actually. It says, what do you think about the new lyric video? taking shots at bands from Warp Tour and in the scene, which I also heard. I thought the song was hilarious and well put together without being immature, but I don't know what you think. Um, I think they were – I didn't think they, like, crossed the line in any way okay. or, like, to, like, humiliate anybody. Um, I didn't actually uh, – they – yeah, I think they were vague enough. I mean, it's right. their artistic expression to do whatever they want to do, but um, absolutely. You know, I think they, I think they were, you know, I, I didn't, I don't know if I know all these bands that, you know, I don't know if I, I, I definitely didn't witness what they witnessed when they were on Warp Tour, but um, I, I guess did. they were using I like their <laughs> the fonts and stuff. Yeah. 
see, that's the thing. Like, I wouldn't know any of these bands, like, logos or anything, so I wouldn't. Okay, so I, they I definitely took a few certain bands' fonts and just straight used them, and it was very apparent. I didn't get, um, you know, and, and it's fine. I bet a, a lot of people did. Yeah. But I did not know what bands they were targeting by, like, the font of the lyrics because I'm not familiar with when, the band. When Anthony said the lyric, you're basically one direction with neck tattoos, I laughed out loud. I thought it was a funny lyric, but I don't who know. Are we talking, who is he talking about? Um, that could be a number of bands. I'm going to assume Attila is probably in there. I don't want to speak for Anthony or Jack or any of those guys. Obviously, you're great friends with them, so am I. Um, I'm not putting words in their mouth. I'm going to assume bands like Attila and such bands like that, which, I mean, are you familiar with Attila? Um, I, I'm familiar with that Attila is a band, but I don't know what they sound like. I will say, actually, I, this just sparked, and I totally forgot about this until right now. Was it two years ago when you were on Warp Tour? when you continuously every day would go to the dubstep tent of Warp Tour and post a vine of you just sitting there with people dancing behind you? I I went on Warp Tour <laughs> for three weeks as a solo artist playing on the acoustic basement stage that Brian Marquis put together, and yes. which is fucking awesome. He had me twice doing that. He's awesome. He, he had me on the... Um, the actual club tour that we ended up doing the next uh, winter. And uh, so, but I was alone. I didn't have all my bros. Um, I was alone on tour and I was riding in a bus with at the, in the beginning, complete strangers uh, aside from Brian Marquis. Right. Uh, So I was on a bus, which was like a mix and match bus for like solo artists, rappers, dudes that weren't like full bands and production people and stuff like that. Right. Um, so I ended up being really close with everybody on the bus. Everyone ended up being so fucking cool. Right. But after like the second day, I was like, I need to occupy myself because I don't really know anybody yet. Um, I don't want to sit on the bus all day and I certainly don't want to sit in the heat all day. And I'm kind of out here by myself. Like, I know people on the tour, but I'm not going to hang out with them all the time and, like, knock on their bus doors and shit. Right. So I started doing vines of people dancing at the dubstep stage. (laughs) Because it was a hobby that I could do, like, twice a day. Like, I could, you know, I could go and watch a band or, or, or I could, like, you know, pour a beer and go and watch dubstep. And the stages were getting like small but passionate crowds and people were dancing their asses off. And it was like this social observation for me. Like it was fucking awesome. And I like that you did it in a tasteful way. Like you weren't being a dick. You were just more observing. It was almost like you were just clueless and curious to like this whole other culture that made it funny without you being vindictive. It was just more like, man, these people are really into this dubstep stuff and they are going crazy, like about to have a heat stroke. I hate being mean because it makes me feel bad immediately. Well, you're a nice guy. Uh, no, but I, when I was like younger, I was probably meaner. We all were. I've, 
I've grown less mean. And uh, so I tried to do that, but I actually got called out by somebody uh, towards the end of Warp Tour, maybe. Maybe not towards the end or whatever it was. It was like this dude called me out or somebody called me out and um, was like, you're being a bully. And I was like, whoa. I was like, hold on a second. I've never been a bully, and I know that I'm not being a bully. I am turning on a camera and capturing what is in what is in front of my eyes. Right. Like what is right what is before me? Am I putting myself in like in front of that? Yes, I am because I'm interested and I'm intrigued and I need something to do on warp tour all day. So how would they say that's you being a bully? Who are you bullying? Doesn't there need to be a victim they, they for there to be a people bully? That, people that they, uh, they, their explanation, which didn't hold any water with me, was, um, you know, pe- people that don't know they're being filmed, uh, being exposed, like, you know, doing, you know, it's like, hold on, they're dancing in public. Get Let's out of say, my face. Listen, if you are half naked with glitter and paint all over your body out in 100-degree heat at a place with thousands of people dancing like there's no tomorrow, A, good for you. I hope you're having a great time. But B, some part of you obviously doesn't mind the attention. Well, I mean, listen, I, I, I have many times taped people moshing and being like, wow, this is fucking crazy. I'm going to videotape (laughs) these people moshing to the band that I'm watching. Wow, this Bad Brain show is crazy. I'm going to videotape it. It's the same fucking thing. So, yeah, get out of my face with that. Like, and and don't try and, like, don't try and quell my hobby. This is all I have. (laughs) (laughs) This is your Warped Tour life. You need this. It's your blood. Don't stifle my flair. That is completely fair enough. I did not even realize what time it was. We have to yeah. wrap up here in a few minutes. Yeah, we do. Man, oh, is, there, is, there a, is there a chance you would come back and talk to us again soon? Because I have a lot more to ask you. I, um, I have a lot more off days these days. The winter is a slow time for me, so I, I, I can make time whenever you guys want. Okay, would you like to come back in the next couple of weeks and talk? Because you've been an absolute joy to talk to. You are a friendly guy, Vinny. Thank you. I felt I felt very welcome. I'm glad so, uh, we try to do that. We keep it we keep it very laid back. I hope you didn't feel too like press interview. We try to keep it very very far away from that type of a thing. No, it didn't feel like that. So. Um, but is there anything you want to plug? Cause we got a decent amount of listeners. So is there anything you have coming up that you would like people to know about? I'm. I I think everything that's going on right now is just. Um, I think just movie life shows right now, and um, are those already and, sold out? And, no, they're not. Uh, the Philly is sold out. Um, L.A. is close to selling out. San Francisco is close. London and Manchester are close. So, could you go ahead and just come to Cincinnati as well, just sometime in there? We'll chop it well, up. Well, there's. Um, <laughs> I would. <laughs> it's not that high on the list. <laughs> well, that's, that's shocking. Not, that's nothing against uh, Cincinnati. No, it's okay uh, if it is. We are like a, a C market, I think, at this point, yeah. honestly. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're not actually a popular band. We're just a band that is popular in certain cities around the world. Hey, that's not a bad thing. 
So, uh, and I don't think Cincinnati is one of them. If we have any listeners in uh, Hawaii, do you want them to try and book you so you can finally go? That's true. How about we help you get that hookup? I think I have two major goals. I mean, with movie life, it's play awesome movie life shows. Okay. Don't play shitty movie life shows. That's a good goal. (laughs) And also, you know, when things come up where, you know, we get to go somewhere exotic or somewhere we'd all like to go together and experience that. I mean, that's that's my second, you know, that's my other objective with this. So, I mean, I'll fucking go to Hawaii tonight. Okay. <laughs> it's on. Um, we can talk about this later this week off the air, but you and I had actually talked about collaborating on some songwriting. Are you still down for that? Because I think we should do it. We should uh, see what we can come up with. I am. I'm interested. I am also I'm, interested. I'm interested to see... Uh, to work with other people i never do so we have some i think we have like the seven degree degrees or whatever you call it of uh vinnie i know we have some mutual friends we've worked with so because uh you've you've worked with lp right no no i've never worked with lp you've not worked with lp oh uh, for some reason i thought you had well now i just sound like a clueless dick so thanks no how dare you <laughs> no, I've never worked with LP. Uh, we've rubbed elbows a few times just because he's friends with some friends, but we've never worked together on anything. Okay. Because I, I was fortunate enough to get to make a song with LP, not because I know him personally, but a DJ friend of mine is very good friends with him. Oh, nice. So, What did you guys do? Um, do we have time? What's yeah, going we, on? Yeah, Are, you rushing? Are sure. you rushing off? No, we got a minute. Oh, yeah. um, um, do you know who Mr. Yeah. Dibbs is? Dibbs? Repeat that. Who? Do you know who Mr. Yeah. Dibbs is? Mr. Dibbs? Yes. Yeah. No, I don't really know. He was LP's DJ. He also did Sage Francis and Atmosphere for a while. Okay. He was their DJ? Yes. Yeah. And, uh, and he made an album made called it. Dead World, which had uh, LP on it. It had Scott Vogel. It had uh, um, uh, Brother Ali, Murs. And I played all the bass, drums, and key... Not drums, all the bass, guitar, and keyboard on it. Sick. Yeah, it came yeah. out in Rhyme Sayers on a very limited um, picture disc. And they only made a 1,000. It sold out in a day, but it's cool. So I got to do that. It was a really cool experience. Can I hear that on... Uh, on like? Can I hear that digitally? Yeah, I will yeah. text you a link for it. They don't have it out there? They do, actually. I'm sure it's on the Rhyme Sayers website. It's called it's Dead called Dead World. Dead, Dead World. Cool. It's very weird. Very, it's a very out very there album. That sounds really cool. It is. It so, is. Um, let's let's, let's work on let's some music on together. We'll talk together. about it this week. All right. Sounds good. But um, but, let's uh, have you back soon you, because I have not even have scratched the surface. But congratulations good. on Wolverines because it was in my top album of twenty top ten of twenty fourteen. Sick. And Thank it was you. and a lot of our and listeners. That's fucking awesome. Thank you very much. And uh, yeah, yeah. Let me know when you want to have me on again and then we'll talk more. We will absolutely talk more. You have a good night. Have fun and get to Hawaii somehow. Yeah, Jeopardy starts in seven minutes. I'm fucking golden right now. All right. I want a full report on Jeopardy next time we talk to you and I want a percentage of how many answers you get right. Okay. We'll have to work out something where we can just play Jeopardy together. Let's do that while, next time like, you're on. That would be fun. On. I don't know if there would be a delay. It would probably be a delay. Why don't we make our own make Jeopardy? Jeopardy? Okay. 
All right, we're going to work right, on this. Justin and I will work on it. Me, we'll keep you updated. Let's turn your whole thing into a game show forever. Right. Yeah, that's fine. No, at least no, for one episode. I'm serious. We're going to actually make this happen. We'll figure out a way to do it logistically. All right, cool. And we'll get you and a few other people also in the New York punk hardcore scene, and we will have Jeopardy. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, All right. on that note, you have a good let's night. Do, let's do it on Skype so it's completely fucked up the entire time. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's <laughs> now, the only way why, to do why it. Other, why any other way? All right, cool. All right, Vinny. Thank you so much. Um, go see the movie Life and I'm the Avalanche and get Wolverines because it's fucking awesome, and we'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, guys. Have a good night, brother. You too. Bye. Bye-bye. That was a true gentleman. Yeah, he's a very nice man. We don't get to... I mean... We've never had a bad guest, honestly. I think we're lucky. But that was a gentleman. Oh, we have. Jack O'Shea was the worst guest that we've ever had. <laughs> Jack was one of the <laughs> nicest people we've ever talked to. Scott Heisel, really. Oh. <laughs> you know what, though? After 59 episodes, we've been lucky. Like, we've never had, like, a dick. I've had a dick before. No, I meant, like, we never had a guest that was a dick. Oh, yeah, no, you're right. So we confirmed Vinny today. Um, yeah, I confirmed show you suck. People have been well, asking. We didn't just confirm him. He was on. Well, I'm saying I had confirmed <laughs> oh, him. He was on today. Yeah. I did confirm show you suck and Jonas, the two rappers people were asking about. I confirmed them today. So we'll have dates this week. I talked to their publicists and them. So that's awesome because we're trying to get a lot more hip hop people too and punk rock and um, some video game developers. I actually reached out to a few video game developers because. I know we have a lot of gamer people that listen. Yeah. And um, finally, like I said, I'm, what, a year and a half late? But holy shit, The Walking Dead is so good. Yeah, I know. I told you. (laughs) I don't know why you took so long to play it. But it's so, like, literally I'll make a decision and it'll say, like, this character will remember that. I'm like, fuck, is that good? Should they remember it? I don't know if I want to remember that. so horrible. And then you get to the end of a chapter and it tells you, like, oh, you fucked up. Like, kind of like, Yeah, (laughs) seriously. Man, I've been doing that, and then uh, Dying Light. Dying Light, it's great. Yeah, yeah. I'll play it eventually. It's yeah. I mean, I it's really not something you need to play ASAP. Right it's yeah. but it's fun. It's got its perks to it. What have you, have you been playing? Anything? Oh, I, just, I don't. I just started playing Saints Row Two again because I just wanted to go back and play it. Why not? It's still just as fun as it ever. I think was. I'd rather play three though. Why not? Why not three? Why two? I always. I thought two was better. Did you? Yeah. Three was my favorite. I would cool. go. Three, two, four, one. Mm, no, I mean I'm more two, two, four, three, one. Are you? Yeah. Four, I loved, but just the superhuman stuff. Took, it, I don't know. Three, I what? feel. What do you mean? Like Crackdown's one of your favorite games ever. It was basically just Crackdown. It was Crackdown, and I loved it. I loved it. But three, I think just uh, until GTA Five. GTA Five, I think surpassed. But outside of GTA Five. I think Saints Row 3 perfected the normal sandbox game. I think 2 did. Do you? Yeah, because 3 had too much weird, like the zombie thing and all that. Yeah, like, later there on. was that stuff, and it got a little weird. Yeah, I like 2 that. is more like in keeping with like being a Grand Theft Auto-ish type right. game. It has more like to do with like crime and like... You know, that kind of stuff. It is over the top, obviously, because that's the fucking point of the series. Yeah, they but, all are. I mean, but, I, I have yeah. got out of hell sitting on my computer downloaded, and I haven't played it yet. I just heard it wasn't very good. So, so did I. Really I heard the same thing, you know? so I'm not really sure. I'll probably play it when it's like $3 at some point. Yeah, I'm not sure how I feel about it, but other than that, have you watched any movies? No, I was going to go see The Kingsman, and I didn't go do it. I went and saw The Kingsman, fell asleep, missed the whole movie. <laughs> 
There's my story. Because you went to that comfortable theater. I did. I went to the brand new theater we're talking about. 71 foot screen. I got right. a big Diet Coke. I got Sour Patch Kids. Can't do went that. Went with seven people. We all sat down. I leaned back in the bright red leather recliner, sat back, put my feet up, saw the first five minutes. Credits are rolling. Chris snaps me and is like, dude, you just slept through the whole movie. Why didn't he wake you up before that? That's what a fucking asshole. Seriously, this I'm, I'm blaming on Chris. I don't care. I'm going to agree with you yeah. on that one. I'm about to go to dinner with him right now. Actually, we're going to get Jamaican. Yeah. I'm supposed to be there in 17 minutes. That's cool. That's not going to happen. Uh, probably not. Maybe so not from I here anyway. Because they close at 8. <laughs> yeah, which shout out to uh, Ina's. Ina's Jerk Mania. Ina's Jerk Mania, which sounds Literally like the greatest house. name for a place, yeah. but also... <laughs> It's really good. Authentic Jamaican food mm. from Jamaican owned and cook. And uh, it is absolutely delicious. Some of that sweet bread. And that mayonnaise, that kicking mayonnaise oh they my have. God. So oh, good. I would bathe in it. I do, I do, I do, I do. Oh, their jerk chicken sandwich is like the fucking It's the best thing ever. Mm. So um I guess. Yeah, I guess we should just wrap up then. Yeah, I have a song unless you do. No, go ahead. Um it's an oldie but a goodie. I know you know, but it's some it's a band that I feel like more people should listen to. Is uh, the song by Starlight by Helicopter Helicopter? I've been Jesus j- Christ! What the? F- when did you pull that out? Dude, like, is that not a classic? No, it's a great song. It's just I haven't thought of that band I know, or man. that I just, song. Um, Helicopter Helicopter was an old band that started in a dorm room between a guy and a girl in college, and they just made some indie rock albums. And they are, I'd say, classic. Do you agree? I mean, they have some classic stuff. Oh yeah, they're man. great. But they're called Helicopter Helicopter. It's on Spotify. The song's called By Starlight. And it's a jam. It's an indie rock jam. So yeah, enjoy it's a it. Fantastic song. I'm trying to see if they have one that actually is a real and not a live version of it. Yeah, that would be better. But eh, we'll see. Uh, anyway, um, so please follow, follow us on us Twitter. And do um, things. Follow and us on do everything. Stuff. Please send in questions. I'm sure we have a lot more we didn't answer for next week. Oh yeah, we have. A ton. Maybe we'll try to get another episode in before Monday. If you have any days free, I'm down. I uh, might have Sunday free, but we'll see. Maybe we can try to do a Sunday and a Monday. We've done it before. Yeah, it's fine. Okay, we'll plan on that. So send in questions. Um, we'll get some guests lined up, and we'll try to do a Sunday and a Monday. We'll do a twofer. Yeah. So uh, we'll talk to you guys on Sunday. So send in questions before then. Thanks for listening to Big Snackers and making us successful, and we really appreciate it. And we'll talk to you guys um, in three days. Father spent 20 years in prison.